Hey everybody, welcome back to Third Shop Podcast, where Uncle Greg and I are bringing the pickleball community together uh, through stories and fun interviews, and today we've got a good one for you all, so stay tuned. If you haven't already, please go check out our website, thirdshoppodcast.com, where you can catch up on all of our latest episodes, check out our fun blog posts, and much more, so welcome everyone. (laughs) Welcome. How's it going, Bridgie? It's going great. Do you all have your shots ready? I'm so ready for this. I uh, yeah. do. I yeah, I'm going hardcore We're right good. now. So cheers. 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 Oh, so yeah. I got a quick question. Yeah, yeah. go for it. That went, that went down hard. Um <laughs> how many how many of our listeners do you think actually take shots with us? Oh, wow. I don't know. No, I'm I, hoping I, like some, right? I would hope so. I, I If they don't, and you're listening to this show right now, next show you listen to, have your shots ready to go and drink with us. I think it'll be a lot of fun. Like Except spin. if you're driving. Because oh, right. I know right. a few people who listen in the car and that they'll catch up later, I think. Right. Good point. Right. Good yeah. point. I, I always think that if you're home and you're relaxing, you're listening to our show, you got nothing planned later that day, you're not going to get behind the wheel and drive, right? Take a shot with us because that'll make us sound a lot funnier later. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You'll enjoy the show. The show hilarious more. <laughs> by the third segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what's been I, going I, on with you guys? Have you been uh, playing? Well, I've I've got a kitten on my lap right now. That's how cool I am. Uh, we we got a new a new kitten in the house. So um, thinking, you know, thinking of you know maybe I'll maybe I'll um, maybe I'll name her Pickles. Oh, that's go back a good to the origin, right? Of we we have we haven't officially assigned a name, but we're thinking Luna. But maybe you know I'll I'll throw out Pickles and see if everybody else uh, goes along with it. Yeah, well, I vote for Pickles. That. Pickles could be a middle name too. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Luna Pickles. Luna Pickles. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds better than Pickles Luna, I think. That does. It, yeah. Yeah. A little bit yeah. smoother. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you could so, dye her for green. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bring, her, mm-hmm. bring her to the tournaments. Bring her to the tournament. She could be our official mascot. Right. She can What's, go get the balls. Sport, it's kind sport. of funny because have you seen those videos about the cats who are afraid of cucumbers? I have. I went. You, would they be afraid of pickles as well? That's what I'm thinking. We should test it out. All right, we'll have to test that out. This cat right now is afraid of everything, so that's why I'm I'm, I'm going to be a little more, you know, chill in this episode because if I talk too loud or too fast or laugh too loud, she's going to freak out. So don't want that to happen. So hold back on the jokes, Uncle. That's what he's saying. Exactly. Oh, yeah, no, that's really rough. I, I, I don't know if I could do that. Here, I got a, I got a serious, not a serious question. It's a kind of a funny question. But back in the day, I remember that we asked um, my daughter's friends, "What is a pickle made of?" You know, what, what, what's what's the vegetable that the pickle is? Right? They did not know the answer to that. No way. Huh. So yeah. Russ, do you think your kids know where, you know, where a pickle came from? How <laughs> do you not so. ask them? But maybe I asked the question wrong. Maybe that's why they know what they're right. talking about. Right. Yeah, I, I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's been things that I show them that they don't know, you know, like a cassette tape. They're like, what? 
I, I don't know. Like it's a video cassette. What? You know, like they don't know like these things that were so relevant to my childhood. Like they don't, they don't get it. That's funny. That should be a new Hilarious. challenge. Like people should just go to their children. Right. Or nieces, nephews, cousins, whatever, and ask I, them. I showed them a, a, I showed them a picture of the Atari 2600. Uh-huh. And you know, if you know what that looks like, you know, so they thought it was a barbecue grill. <laughs> it's got the little black lines so they and you know i mean i guess that's probably because they're my kids but you know and i'm always grilling so there there you go but yeah yeah that's funny <laughs> well speaking of childhood you know i think back on my childhood and one of the people that i really looked up to playing tennis was john McEnroe. oh yeah mm-hmm. like he i mean he had the attitude i remember the they had a what was it? it? Was a song by Manhattan Transfer, boy from New York City, or something like that? And it was kind oh, of yeah. That's right. that was yeah. kind of a theme song. Anyway, I kind of got into it again because McEnroe just played in the pickleball slam that they had a couple of weekends ago. Yes, um, right. This was the I I didn't know if this it's was going to be a big up. deal or yeah. what you know because. To be perfectly honest with you, they had that other pickleball reality show that was on primetime, and I was kind of disappointed, right? I th- they didn't really mm-hmm. take it seriously. And then on this event, they called it the Pickleball Slam, and, and John McEnroe was going to team up with uh, Michael Chang in a doubles match against Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick. Um, he was going to play singles against Agassi. Chang was going to play singles against Roddick. Then I was like, what is this really going to be like, right? Are these guys like past their prime? I mean, McEnroe. I think he's like 64, right? But as as we all know, all of us have been beaten by 75-year-olds on a pickleball court. So age doesn't mean anything. But McEnroe's been kind of talking trash about pickleball. He's like, you know, tennis is superior and all this. And he was, you know, not a big fan of pickleball, yet he signed up for this charity event. Whereas Michael Chang, he was into it. Like he was taking it really seriously Agassi was taking it seriously. I didn't really know where Roddick stood in this whole thing, but I watched this pickleball slam. It was fantastic. I loved it. I could not, I could not stop watching. I recorded it. I watched it twice because I, I oh, enjoyed man. it so much. Well, if you are able to share that with me, please, because I've been trying to find it. I've just been, you know, getting my fix by watching short clips here and there and going on YouTube and finding them. Um, but it does look like a really exciting match, and it was for charity, was was it not? Yeah, every every player had their own charity, and if they won a match, then you know they got money towards their charity, and it was held at the uh, Hard Rock Casino in Florida. Um, so they had a lot of fans there. It sounded like it was pretty raucous, like they were screaming and stuff, and and you know I was so happy that McEnroe, you know, he did a shtick. Right. He was screaming at the at the umpire. He was, yeah. you know, complaining <laughs> about line calls and stuff. He was joking. He had to. <laughs> yeah. He, he, but but when he won a good point, he was fired up for real. I think it was it was real emotion. Like he his competitive juices were going and he wanted to win. That's awesome. Yeah. If that's an event for us to cover, can we please, you know, we need our podcast to blow up just so we can go to the next pickleball slam because that sounds like so much fun. I was reading an article too um, afterwards and it was saying that Chang thought that he was going to have an advantage because he's a little bit younger than the other players. 
And then quickly, you know, after starting the matches, he figured out that it's not really, your youth really doesn't give you that much of an advantage in this sport. So, you know, that's kind of interesting to hear, especially after you saying we all got our butts kicked before by seven plus year old. It's so true. For sure. But I, I will say Andy Roddick was extremely good was extremely good and and the one thing that i noticed was he just had a much larger wingspan at the net i mean when he came to the net they were having a tough time passing him these are professional tennis players that know how to pass right they, they know all the angles and stuff like that yet in pickleball they were having a really tough time with uh with dealing with roddick's you know wingspan what level do you think they are i was trying to google it afterwards but i couldn't find their pickleball level Better than us. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too hard. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'm going to change my learning more question here because you watch this pickleball slant, watching the some of the greats of tennis play pickleball. What did you take away from that that, that you could actually put into action on the court? Was there anything or – uh, was it screaming at somebody you cannot be serious like a John McEnroe or <laughs> you know what I took away from it was that these elite tennis players now I don't know how long they've been playing pickleball right that they didn't really say right. how long they've been practicing for this but they've been promoting this for months so I'm assuming they've been practicing for at least months and these these are elite like the best of the best. They've all won world uh, Grand Slam tournaments in tennis, right? So these are the best of the best. They make the same mistakes we do. <laughs> okay. That's they good. make the same <laughs> mistakes we do. I, I, I'm watching them going, yep, that's what I do, John. That's what I do, Andy. <laughs> that's a little reassuring. <laughs> like, it made me feel so much better about my game that to see, you know, people, I'm, I'm sure they're getting instruction. Right. To be prepared for this, there's no way their egos are going to allow them to like go in this and try, you know, knowing they're going to look bad. No, no, they're practicing. They're getting professional instruction on on what to do and strategies and stuff like that. Yet they're making the same mistakes that the average pickleball player like us still make. Okay. Okay. Well, that's reassuring for me too, because I make a lot of mistakes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. The other interesting thing about this, which is really encouraging for our sport, is that uh, 796,000 people were watching this on ESPN. Mm. And it was higher rated than any baseball game, basketball game that was being played that day. Nice. That's so, really great. Yeah. That's awesome. Especially after that kind of flop of a pickleball showcase that they had in the previous type of show so it's good to see this was like a redeeming show for our sport pickleball yeah and in, and looking into the reviews afterwards it seems like it's only positives i've seen about it nice well you know i mean it's the problem with that other show because i watched some of that the the you know the mess with like what emma watson and whoever else is in there <laughs> mm-hmm. um it it felt like it was just a big joke about pickles you know, like, and and it's like when you first get into this and I first told people like, you know, oh, I'm going to be doing a pickleball podcast and they make the same jokes, you know, the same pickleball, you know, kind of dad jokes. So it was like that whole show was that. So it was nice to see something totally serious, um, 
with with this thing. I, I think that's I think it's really cool that they took it uh, that angle on it instead of just making the jokes. Uh, okay, well, that's my learning more segment there. Uh, okay, <laughs> what are we, what are we going to talk about today on the show, Greg? Well, speaking of pickle, <laughs> we are having the owner of pickle come back, and that's PCKL. The owner of pickle, Mike Godfrey, will be with us, and he has a new product in his line that he is uh, introducing to the market. So, come back and uh, let's talk to Mike from Pickle. It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. We're looking for our next tournament. We really love sharing our experiences playing tournaments as a fun part of our Third Shot Podcast journey. We've been fortunate enough to be invited to play in a number of tournaments and broadcast live from the events. So share your event with us and we can get the word out to our pickleball community. It's all about helping and growing the sport we love. And we're hoping we'll get to meet you there. Welcome back to Third Shot. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter. Search for at Third Shot Pod. And you know what, Bridget? I never I never mentioned I also have another Instagram account. It's the Third Shot Podcast underscore Uncle Greg. There I post some other things besides just about the show, like my latest golf trip to Bandon Dunes and all, a whole bunch of that other things. So, yeah. Jo- join us on on both our our Instagram sites or anywhere on our social media. So let's get started here because we have a return guest, Mike Godfrey, owner of Pickle, is back with us today. How are you, Mike? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. It is a pleasure to be with you. Well, you know the tradition since you've gone through this with us before. So cheers to Pickle. Cheers. Cheers. I'm actually changing up the drink tonight. Um, oh, what you got? I went with some sake tonight. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, and it was, it just it was just perfect. It was just a perfect. I need to look. get on your level, banded dudes and sake. <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, we are super excited to have you back because you have been working on some really cool projects over there and have some fun and exciting news to share with us. So yeah. what has happened since the first uh, look with us, our first podcast with us um, way back when? What's been going yeah. on? So, you know, we launched uh, in 2022 with Pickle and we had, a you know, the, the three main paddles. We had our lineup of balls. Um, but now that the company is really taking off and, you know, our, our growth is there and we really feel like we've got our hands around the business, we've had the ability to get back to product development and really go through the uh, testing process and the sampling process and, you know, identifying the characteristics of products that we want to make and improve and iterate on. And so um, the latest sort of addition to the pickle lineup that we are thrilled to announce is the new Elite 40 Pickleball. Um, so again, we had a chance to design a ball from the ground up. I think a lot of companies out there are focused on paddles. Understandable. There's, you know, that's the thing in your hand. But the one thing that everybody on the court touches is the ball and people have a lot of opinions about balls. So we felt that there was a chance to take (laughs) feedback, understand what people want, what they like, what they don't like, the problems that they're having with the existing balls out there and take that all into a fresh perspective on balls. And that 
output of that has been this elite 40 pickleball. So it's a one piece tournament competitive style ball. Um, you know, we kind of think of it unofficially, like if an X40 and a Dura had a baby, um, this is the ball that, that would, uh, <laughs> that would show up. And so we're really excited to bring it to market. We partnered with some great, um, organizations and tournament organizers and facilities already around the country to make it the official ball, um, for their tournaments and for their competitions. Um, and, uh, you know, excited to, to iterate and innovate on balls again with so much focus on paddles. We felt it was something that we could really make a mark with. Well, I have a bunch of questions when it, when it comes to this, because I am not familiar. I'm not nearly as familiar with pickleballs as I am with paddles. But yeah. before I get into the questions, Bridgie's got a bunch of them as well, too. I'm curious, like, what was the type of feedback when you were, you know, taking these different, uh, you know, polls and, and questionnaires of, of people? What did they like and not like about the existing pickleballs that are out in the market? Well, first, you know, sort of the the anecdotal stuff, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this. You go to open play or rec play, and somebody brings a ball out, and somebody else immediately says, oh, I don't like that ball, or why'd you bring that? You know, we're playing with this one, right? So yeah. people, <laughs> there is no shortage of opinions about balls. Um, when we first launched, we came out with our optic balls, which are both yeah. indoor and outdoor balls in a variety of colors. But these are two-piece balls. They play a little bit softer, a little bit uh, slower, you know, great for rec play, great for, um, for drilling, great for, uh, clinics and those types of things. Um, but the overwhelming feedback that we heard was we want a faster, harder ball. Um, and there's options out there, but those options aren't perfect. And so I don't want to go into necessarily the competitors and what's right and wrong with them, but the main things that we wanted to address were durability. Again, we, you want the ball to not crack and also to maintain its shape game after game. Um, the speed that with which it plays, right? You want it to feel firm and fast. Obviously, um, there are limits on that. It's still a plastic wiffle ball, right? So it's not going to be a rocket out of a um, <laughs> out of a, a cannon, or you know, even you know, other sports, right? Tennis ball has the ability to go much, much faster than a than a pickleball. Um, and then the the quality of the construction, right? So, um, with a background in our product development, that um, you know, we have a, a deep familiarity with sort of injection molding plastics. Um, from previous ventures and companies, right? We knew the, the sort of development and, and mechanical processes that needed to go into actually building a pickleball in a, in a one-piece mold um, and sort of the, the drilling and how, whether it was a machine drill or hand drill. So we got very into the details, again, trying to identify what were the materials that went into this harder, faster, stronger ball. That is a lot that you had to consider. <laughs> it was you know, well, just like paddles, we got to test a lot, right? Which was really cool. Got to learn a lot about the existing balls out there. Um, and, you know, our mission with this company is to also build it around the needs of the community. And so letting people close to us try those samples, tell us their feedback, you know, do those polls, tell us what they like, what they didn't like, what they would change. Um, it was really a collaborative process across the company and with our community to make sure that we were actually going to bring something to market that was was going to be better. And so we're really confident about that. Well, it sounds like from the feedback that I've seen on social media and just from speaking with you, that you did kind of find that harder, faster, more durable ball. Um, like Uncle had mentioned, I am not very familiar with pickleballs or kind of what goes into it. So are there any standards that pickleballs have to conform to? 
Yes. So USA Pickleball, just like with paddles, has very strict sort of parameters around what it is and is not a sort of legal ball. And the things that go into that primarily are um, size, so the, so the circumference of the ball, the weight of the ball um, can't be over a certain amount, and then the bounce of the ball. Um, it has to sort of, you know, when dropped on a standard surface from a, a certain height, um, has to bounce within sort of a, a green zone um, to make it legal for um, USA Pickleball play. Um, there are balls that are not USA Pickleball approved. There are balls that are USA Pickleball approved. It was very important for us to be approved out of the gate because, again, this is a tournament ball. Um, it's intended for, you know, sort of higher level competitive play to a degree, although anybody can enjoy the ball. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that we, we nailed um, the USA Pickleball standards first. Um and, and made sure that we were operating within those parameters. Um, that said, you know, there are a lot of idiosyncrasies to the types of plastic that goes in. I had to go to school on low density polyethylene versus high density polyethylene and the mixes of polymers that go into those plastics. So, um, you know, again, we've come up with what we think is the right blend Ultimately, it's a plastic wiffle ball, right? So we didn't. <laughs> yeah. With a lot of science involved. <laughs> yeah, there was some science involved. And so, you know, other people would probably look at me and be like, so what are what are the specifications of your elite forty ball? You know what what is the circumference and you know give us the details of this ball. Yeah, uh, you know, let me let me make sure I've got the exact right quotes here. But um, so it's it's seventy four millimeters is the so again first of all something to to. Uh, reiterate to those who don't know. So everything out there, ev toys, anything that's made with plastics, even your paddles, right? There's some tolerance, there's some wiggle room with every product that comes out of a machine. So these are the averages that I'm going to give you, and there might be some slight variance, but 74 millimeters is the circumference. Um, it's 0.91 ounces. And so again, keeping it under that one ounce line is sort of um, you know best for, for uh, hitting those USA pickleball standards. Um, it is an outdoor ball, so it has 40 holes. And there's a distinction in the way that we actually drill the holes, which is that they are machine drilled and not hand drilled. And that's a little bit crazy, but you see some balls out there, particularly some of the balls that um, play very, very fast, but are also, you know, a little less durable. Those are hand drilled and there's a very ununiform pattern to the drilling. And we felt that for wind resistance and for, for playability, we wanted a uniform pattern um, does the, that give more ball. consistency to the flight of the ball as well? It, it should, right? It should knuckle less. It should not, you know, as it's flying through the air, look like it's spinning off axis or anything like that. Um, and then, you know, so both for play as it's flying through the air and then for wind resistance as well, it really should give a much more consistent flight. Um, and yeah, beyond that, you know, you know, the, the sort of proprietary blend that we came up with, it's, um, you know, a mix of a handful of, of, popular plastics, but it took a lot of tinkering and a lot of, a lot of no's before we got to the yes that went into this. And the other feature that we really were going to be careful about and wanted to make sure that we nailed exactly right was the color. Um, it's yeah. been described to me as yeah. nuclear green. Um, <laughs> you could, uh, it is yeah. very bright. And even in the dark, you know, the darker the room gets, almost the brighter the ball gets. I would not recommend um, eating this ball as you never know, you might end up with a third eye or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is quite bright and it's, if it has the wind resistance, that is what we need to start pushing here in Vegas because 
it gets so incredibly windy. We had like 65, 65 mile per hour winds the other day. Oh. Um, but maybe maybe this will be the ball that I can still go out and play some yeah. ball with. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that any ball is going to stand up to 65 mile an hour winds. So uh, <laughs> I don't even think I could stand up in 65. <laughs> oh, yeah, you guys need, wow, 65 miles an hour. That's like a, what, what is that? A that's Samsung? on the high end, but it, yeah, it does get very windy out here. And um, uncle's been out here too. And we've played together in some of those windier matches, but yeah. this elite 40 ball definitely seems like it would give a little bit more consistency and um kind of help us out there so we could at least get some fair matches in yeah yeah you gotta i mean look again the ball is the one thing that everybody touches and so you've got to definitely um i don't know we're hoping that this will actually push the industry forward to provide a little bit more of a standard experience with balls right and that may be a, a fool's errand um but ultimately, right, like there's going to be paddles and paddles are personal preference. But like I said, if everybody's touching the ball and everybody's playing with the ball, a rec league or open play or even a tournament shouldn't start with, I don't want to play with that ball. Right, right. Yeah. Well, like I said, we have a bunch of questions when it comes to uh, this topic. Uh, we do have to take a quick break. And when we come back, I have I have an interesting story to tell you. I, I, I was playing your ball. So anyway, let's let's uh, come back and I'll tell the, the quick little story. And um, yeah, so everybody come on back to our third segment, always our favorite, and we will have more with Mike Godfrey, the owner of Pickle. It's Bridgie and Uncle Greg with Third Shot Podcast. We're looking for our next tournament. We really love sharing our experiences playing tournaments as a fun part of our Third Shot podcast journey. We've been fortunate enough to be invited to play in a number of tournaments and broadcast live from the events. So share your event with us and we can get the word out to our pickleball community. It's all about helping and growing the sport we love. And we're hoping we'll get to meet you there. Welcome back to Third Shot Podcast. We appreciate you sticking with us through that break. We are joined today by Mike Gottfried with Nicole PCKL to talk about the Elite 40 balls. Before break, uh, Mike was giving us the rundown on what it takes to create a new pickleball. And now we've got a fun story from Uncle Greg. He was teasing us there. Before we get to my fun story, I, I want, you know, I need somebody to drink with me. So please cheers to the new Elite 40. Cheers. So the funny story was I wanted to try these balls out in preparation for talking to you, right? And I, I brought it out to the court. And it's so funny that you said what you said about people not wanting to play certain balls because I get out there and, you know, I wanted to bring out the ball, your, your ball and stuff like that. I go, Oh no, no, no. We only play with this ball. <laughs> I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to mention which one it was, but like I go, this is the first time this has ever happened to me where they refused to play with a different ball. And I'm like, who do you think you guys are? I mean, yeah. you're not Ben Johns here. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you're not pro level. I've seen you play before. What are you talking about? You will play. So anyway, thank goodness. I went to another court. My man, CJ, you know, played, played some singles with me with the ball. And he gave me some feedback on it as well. So I got to play a couple good matches with the ball. And I was obviously playing your pro series paddle as well. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. 
because you've said a, a couple of times where it's a hard ball, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the experience that I felt coming off the paddle. Now, I, f- I felt like a, like we compared it to the other ball that everybody wants to play there. But it, and it felt nice and soft, good feel, good touch. It does come out faster. It felt in my hand like, you know, obviously I didn't measure it with a, you know, with anything, but it felt just a hair bigger than the other balls that the, you know, this group wanted to play. But, you know, the hard thing is not something that I expected you to say uh, because it felt great coming off the paddle. Yeah. I mean, the hardness, I guess I'm using hardness in a couple of different ways, right? The, The firmness of it is in contrast to existing, again, like I said, our optic balls, which are the rec style balls, um, which, you know, in some cases we've even had people uh, call those squishy. Um, That said, right, um, we're also talking about comparing these to other products. Again, no free ads for the other guys, but um, (laughs) it may be, right, like, so the on the spectrum, right. It's also, um, the hardness I think has to do with the sort of durability as well. Right. And so hard to us also meant keeping a circular shape, um, not being, you know, oblong shaped or, you know, having deformities, um, after, you know, a short amount of play, um, so that it lasts through a round. And so, and it could also be that pro series paddle, which I've had people tell me feels like a pillow. Um, so, you know, maybe that's the combo there, the pickle products that's giving you, uh, the speed well, and the control that you desire. I, to, to, to be perfectly candid, though, CJ, who I was playing with, um, was not playing your paddle, but still had the exact same experience. I, I didn't say anything. I didn't give any of my opinions to him before. You know, I just wanted, you know, I don't want groupthink, right? Tell me what you think of yeah. this, this ball. And he said the exact same thing. That he he loved the feel of it. He felt it come up. So I wanted, you know, as as, you know, you were mentioning the the hardness earlier in uh, the first segment. I didn't want people to be intimidated that this is a hard ball because it does not feel hard to me. Good. Well, I I love the feedback. I love hearing feedback and I love hearing um, people's experiences with it. You know, one of the things that we did when we were testing the ball in a lot of group play was we would kind of roll it out there and see if anybody said anything. And these were when we had the balls that were unmarked. Um, so one of the, you know, it was almost like if they said nothing, that was actually sometimes as good of a uh, endorsement as if they spent a bunch of time looking at it and trying to figure out what it was. And so, um, look, feel is, again, personal preference. Um, but we, you know, we want to, we want to be attractive to, and we want to be uh, the selection of folks who, you know, who care about having great equipment, who care about touch, feel, placement, uh, but also speed and, and the ability to sort of do more with a ball and also play longer with a ball. So you don't have to cycle through um, again in colder weather or whatever it may be. So like on the hot, on the cold side, right. The balls break, not our balls, break, other balls break. And then on the warmer side, um, they can start to feel a little bit softer and even in some cases mushier um, when you get into very hot temperatures. So we wanted to find that balance. So I, I do have a question about this because I've always wondered, looking at a pickleball with all of its holes in it, do the holes or like the size of the holes influence the speed 
of the ball or does it even impact it at all? Um, it may a very little bit, but the holes, the primary job of the holes are for wind resistance, which is the difference between an indoor and an outdoor ball. So an indoor ball having 26 holes and an outdoor ball having 40 holes, that's the main reason for the difference in the holes. Um, if you were to take an indoor ball with 26 holes into that 65 mile an hour wind that you were telling me about, that thing would fly off the planet, um, because (laughs) simply the wind can't cut through it. It would catch the ball and take it. So, um, the f- speed and the feel really have more to do with the, um, the plastic type, you know, which polymer you're using, um, for, or, uh, which, which plastics go into, um, the injection molding process and also, you know, w- the cooling process for that. And then the buffering process for it, um, is sort of what kind of creates that end end product fascinating stuff fascinating stuff i've never known more about how what goes into a pickleball than right now so i appreciate this mike (laughs) um what else is going on with pickle you know since the last time we've talked we so lots of exciting stuff again our primary goal is to listen to people and to listen to communities and to come up with the products that address people's needs on the court and in some cases off the court too. And so um, we've had our heads down really since launch and trying to come up with the next wave of products. As I said, the Elite 40s were the first one. Um, and then just today, we had a chance to release our second new product uh, kind of in this wave, which are our new paddle weights product. And so there are um, these are small three gram uh, lead tape strips that can be applied to the edge guard of your paddle in different places. It can kind of give you a different feel of the paddle. You know, at the head, it's going to make it obviously more top heavy. And then at the throat, provide a little bit more balance and a little bit more um, overall weight. You can place them around again, any any paddle, preferably our paddles, but any paddle to customize the weight and feel. Um, the differentiator for us, again, what we heard from some of the similar products out there was that they just don't stick that well. Uh, they either end up flying off or they're really not durable. Um, and so we wanted to use sort of the best adhesives on the market to make sure that they had stayed in place once you applied them. Um, that you don't have to really go and apply even more edge tape around it or anything else. And so we're really excited to bring those. I've been using them on my Pro Series paddle um, since we got our initial samples in, uh, and they still have not come off my paddle. So I've got two three-gram weights at the top. And the crazy thing about these weights is that if you think about three grams, so I've got six grams, that's approximately the weight of six tablets of Advil. Um, Not a lot of weight. (laughs) <laughs> but you add them and all of a sudden it does change the feel of your paddle and, and feels like you can get more power or more spin kind of depending on the placement of them. So, um, yeah, that's the biggest thing outside of the elite forties that we've got going on today. And then the product development process continues. We've got an awesome sort of perspective lineup of changes, uh, and, and innovations to our paddles, um, for later this summer and fall that I hope to be able to get into the details of with you guys soon. But the point being is, um, we're not sitting on our hands. We are keeping our foot to the to the floor and, and keeping uh, keeping the innovation process going with our our paddles, our balls, and our accessories across the the pickleball lineup. That's really exciting, and congratulations for launching two new products in that short span of when we first had our episode with you. That's incredible. Um, for the tape, I'm curious because I've never even thought about putting tape on my paddle. For someone who's a beginner. How do we know where to put it? Yeah, so our package will tell you, and we're putting some great content out on our site as well that will give you sort of the rundown of it. 
Um, but it's really fairly simple in the sense that uh, one, you can test it out yourself and try it, right? And you you can remove these things if you you know you really want to. It won't leave any residue. Um, but the closer to the head, obviously, it's going to feel a little bit more head heavy. Um, one of the things that we made a commitment to with all of our paddles is that they're mid to lightweight because you can always make a paddle heavier, but you can't make it lighter, right? And so we were again, if you think about um, the Pro Series paddle that I see behind uh, Uncle Greg, right? Like that is a, some people have characterized it as light, but it's a balanced weight paddle so that this allows you to customize the weight. So if you've got it at the head, that's going to make it a little more top heavy. That's primarily for power, um, primarily for hand speed and the ability to kind of flick the ball a little bit more. Um, if you're going to put it on the sides, right, that should really actually increase the overall feel of the paddle and make it feel like the sweet spot is larger, um, really on the sides there. And then down closer to the throat, to the neck area, that will add weight to the paddle without making it head heavy. So if you just want to feel like you've got something a little more substantial in your hand without it being unbalanced, um, that would be the primary positioning there. Um, I've seen people use anywhere between one and like 10 of these things around the edge of their paddle. Um, so it can take a little bit of tinkering, but like I said, I put two on the end of my paddle. I actually went and put a third one on to test it out and felt pretty quickly like, nope, two was the right number for me. Oh, really? Um, so, so you felt, you know, uh, you felt the third threw you off balance or it might've been in my head, you know, there's a lot of it in your head, but sure. I honestly felt like two, you know, I went from one to two and then two to three and then back to two and said, this is what, and I, that's been the case, uh, for so, the, so the two months. that you put on the top, did you put them kind of towards the corners? Yeah, they, they bend. So these are, they're malleable little strips. And so, um, the corners do bend around the top of the edge guard a little bit. There's probably a two to three inch gap between them in the middle of the paddle. So they're kind of on those corners of the, of the top of the frame. Very cool. You know, yeah. I got to compliment uh, your company because you guys kill it on social media, especially on, on Instagram. Do you have a department that does that or who's doing that for you? And I love it. The second question is, I noticed that there's a lot of testing or play going on that you're videotaping on a certain court. It looks like the same court each time. Is that is that is that at a, a public place? Is that your courts? Where where is this all being done? Yeah. So so first question. Um, we've got a fantastic team, and it's been you know my pleasure to watch the growth of us on social media. So um, the two folks I'll give them the shout out are, are Dan, um, who really runs all of our. Um, social presence and our partnerships and our media presence online. Um, and he's doing a fantastic job. And then Ben, who um, we found he was already a pickleball guy, but he was a pickleball social media content creator. Um, we're based in Atlanta. He was nearby in Rome. Uh, I'm sorry, in Dalton, Georgia. Um, uh, we connected with him sort of organically and, and ultimately brought him uh, in-house to, to help us run the content. So he's out there, he's playing, he's filming, he's editing, um, and he's posting content out there. And then he's also curating content from around the web. Um, so, you know, it's, we know the importance of social media. We want to do it right. We want to do what's right for our community, like I said. Um, and so it's been really important to me to make an emphasis on putting, putting great content out there. That's some sort of value add to the people who choose to follow us. Um, your second question. So we partnered uh, locally with the Atlanta Pickleball Center. That's a 10 court indoor facility that's been just an awesome addition to the community. Um, we had a really rough weather winter here in Atlanta. So this was just a godsend that they were able to get it open in the fall and that we were able to play all winter indoors. 
Um, they've been a fantastic partner for us. We're able to host events on Fridays there, open play events for our community. We've had upwards of 50 or 60 people show up for free to play. Um, and then they've got their own sort of memberships and um, open play and, and leagues uh, actually came from that tonight um, that they host at their facility. So just again, more courts is good for everybody. They've been the first one to really bring a great uh, facility and an indoor facility here in Atlanta. And there's, I know there's more to come locally and more to come nationally. So um, more courts is only, only good for the game. Yeah, I agree. And I do need to echo uncle's comment about your social media presence because before the show, I was like, who is doing their stuff? Because I love all of the posts and the consistency with, um, the look and the aesthetic that you all have. So very nice. Um, also I want to make sure that we plug your, your Instagram handle as well as your website. So for our listeners, if they haven't checked you out yet, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find us across all the social networks, works at PCKL ball, pickleball spelled PCKL. Uh, that's Instagram, that's TikTok, that's Twitter. Um, we've got a really active and awesome Facebook community as well. Um, that's really sort of the inner core of the folks that we've connected with both locally and nationally. Um, through pickleball. So uh, yeah, give us a follow. Uh, We like to think that we put decent stuff out there, but um, you know, we keep it fun we keep it about pickleball and we, at the core, we enjoy the game and and we want others to enjoy the game too. Well, thank you so much for coming back on the show. We look forward to having you back when you're ready to make the next set of announcements. Thanks guys. It was you and catching up and uh, we'll do it again soon. Let's do that. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. Special thanks to Mike for joining us again today. Uh, Please check Pickle Out. That's PCKL. Go to their website. Go to their social media. We can't talk enough about their social media. It's just fantastic. Um, And support this show by subscribing. And we promise to have more amazing guests like Mike in future episodes. So let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at Third Shot Podcast.